What's good, world? It's your boy, Brian Saunders. This is the first installment of the newly found podcast, Saunders Corner. In parentheses, it'll say Barbershop Talk because it'll be a part of our website. This is barbershoptalk.com. You know me and my boy, Eric Guy, hitting you up just right for your midday news. Like, we're going to continue to bring you some hot new content this summer. This is the first of this series and today the topic will be National Basketball Association Conference Finals the top four seats top four seats in the NBA each made it here we got the Indiana Pacers the one seed in the East the San Antonio Spurs the one seed in the West the Miami Heat the three-time Eastern Conference champion are the two seed in the East and this Miami, what did you expect? They don't care about the regular season. If they really wanted the one seed, they probably could have had it multiple times. Also, Oklahoma City Thunder. Last year, Russell Westbrook's injury kept him out. This year, they're back. The 2012 Western Conference Champions versus the 2013 Western Conference Champions finally get a rematch of a series it started out also great in 2012 for the Spurs, but then Oklahoma City won four straight to capture their first Western Conference Finals since they were the Seattle Supersonics in 96. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we start the Eastern Conference Finals today, 3.30 Eastern Time on ABC. Jeff Van Gundy. Mike Bream and newly fired Golden State Warriors head coach Mark Jackson back in the booth. Can't wait to hear that first mama there goes that man or hand down man down. It's been so long since Mark Jackson has been able to do a broadcast. Two great seasons in a row with Golden State. An epic seven game series against the Clippers that came down to the wire last year to beat my Denver Nuggets. And then lost to the Spurs in six. Not going to get into the the um, politics of why he was fired. But let's just say we get to see him on ESPN today. <laughs> Alright, so let's get right into this. We're going to start with the Heat and Pacers since that's the first series. Um, we got Indiana regular season 56-26. and 26. They have secured eight wins, obviously, because they're in the third round of the playoffs. But they have also secured five losses. The Pacers went to seven games with the eight seed Atlanta Hawks in the first series of the playoffs. And then the Washington Wizards, after winning the first game on the Pacers' floor, the Pacers won the next three. Then Washington blew the Pacers out on their home floor again and then lost. This past Friday night in six games. Up-and-coming Wizards exceeded expectations. They're a nice group, but Indiana was able to hold it together. Then we have the defending champion, Miami Heat, 54-28. and 28. They had 12 more losses this season than they had last year, but this year was all about health. Dwayne Wade only played in 54 games. They had ample chances at the end of the season to capture that Number one seed with the Pacers reeling in the wrong direction. But they were unable to take care of those opportunities because they looked at 
playing a first round series against the Bobcats, who they have not lost to in the Big Keep era. <laughs> and the Bobcats had never won a playoff game. So they played the Charlotte Bobcats in the first round and swept that series. What do you expect? The Heat have a switch when they can turn it up. They didn't turn it up all the way against the Pacers, and they probably didn't turn it up until need be in the second half against the Brooklyn Nets. And only time will see what, what they will do against the Pacers, who I'm sure they'll get up for because the Pacers are hungry, and they want they want that Eastern Conference Championship and the eventual NBA Championship, and Miami has had that crown for the last four years. When we look at Roy Hibbert, Roy Hibbert, up-and-coming big man, people thought, I've never been too fond of him. I can't say he's a scrub because he's in the NBA and he's making big money. Obviously, he's doing something correct. NBA All-Star. But, Roy Hibbert, his playoffs, his 2014 playoffs have been really embarrassing. He's had three games of zero points and zero rebounds. Seven feet tall, zero points and zero rebounds. You should be able to get at least two points and, two, and, and about five rebounds off of missed shot opportunities in point blank range. But when he went fishing with Paul George after game one of the Wizards series in the last round, he turned the corner and dropped 28 points. His career playoff high. And it looked like he was turning the corner. And then he laid another egg. To the tune of four points in game five against the Wizards. Alright, these are Roy Hibbert's playoff numbers. He's had... Eight rebounds, four rebounds, two rebounds, three rebounds, zero rebounds, two rebounds, seven rebounds, zero rebounds, nine, five, nine, two, and seven. So he's had some decent games. But sprinkled in there, there's too many times where he has not even had five rebounds. And that's a shame for a man that's seven feet tall. And there's not too many seven-foot centers in the NBA anymore. As the NBA has gone to the small ball European style with the athletic guys who can come out on the perimeter a la Mark Gasol sized guys but they're not that big husky like Gasol that can post up these guys come out and shoot jumpers and Roy Hibbert has a size advantage over a lot of guys and those are some embarrassing numbers so the question for the for the Pacers is which Roy Hibbert is going to show up he can't lay an egg. That just can't happen. That cannot happen. And Miami, we know, are size deficient. So <laughs> Hibbert will have to take advantage of that. And the only thing I think about Hibbert is, look, in the four games against Miami this regular season, he averaged 26 points per game at home, but a woeful four and a half points on the road in Miami. So we'll see what he does tonight in that game because Hibbert can be a key factor to taking the heat 
to the paint, getting him the ball if they get it to him early, and he can score some easy buckets. And we saw one time Miami did go out to get Greg Oden for this specific series, and in the third game of the season that the Pacers and Heat played, Roy Hibbert absolutely torched Greg Oden. He had eight points in the first quarter, and Greg Oden didn't see much time after that because Spo had to take him out. It was embarrassing. Greg Oden looked 50 years old out there. And let's look at the home court advantage, as I was just talking about how Roy Hibbert takes advantage of that. Um, in the postseason series during the last four years, the Pacers are 4-0 in the series with home court advantage and 1-3 without it. They will have that home court advantage in this series, but in individual games versus Miami during this four-year span, which is the big three era, the Pacers are 8-5 at home and 3-11 on the road. The 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 Heat are eleven to one without home court advantage, and two and zero without it in this series. So it really doesn't matter about the Heat. The Heat can play with anybody, wherever. I mean, we saw that against OKC in the finals. OKC had home court advantage, although the Heat did have three straight home games. And what did the Heat do? They won four to one. Series wasn't even as close as that. The Thunder's game one win was the only bright spot in that series. The Heat really controlled it with the small ball. Mike Miller, Shane Battier, splash from three. You know it's wet every time they line up for the shot. But, I mean, come on now. That's the Heat. LeBron. He didn't really have a great series then, but we know LeBron is LeBron. And he hasn't played like he did in 11 Dallas since Dallas. And that's what the Heat need for him to continue to be is the greatest guy in the NBA. But that being said, the Heat, they've had plenty of games where they were, excuse me, plenty of series where they were not the number one seed. Let's look at that 4-1 against the Chicago Bulls in 2011. I mean, speaks for itself. Cash money, LeBron went off in that series. They shut Derrick Rose down. LeBron was guarding them. Derrick Rose was the MVP. LeBron was probably thinking, give me my trophy back. Because, you know, LeBron had won the previous two. And then won the next two after that. The MVP has become LeBron's trophy. And he let, basically, he let Durant and Rose borrow it for a year. But, we know, LeBron is LeBron. Alright. We know Dwayne Wade and Lance Stevenson. They've gotten into it. Last year, Dwayne Wade acted like he was going for the ball. Dove in the air. Pa -pa! Gave Lance Stevenson the elbow right in the face. Gave him a good old chop. One worthy of a Ric Flair. Woo! Because he popped him one good. But, and you know, Lance Stevenson has gotten in some trouble this season against the Heat. Chopping it up. Getting a few technical fouls. Getting tossed out of a game against the Heat. Dwayne Wade looks to be healthy now. Poured in 28 points in the closeout game against Brooklyn last Wednesday. But this is what Lance Stevenson had to say. D-Wade, I think his knee is messed up. So I've got to be extra aggressive and make him 
run and have him running around and make his knee flare up or something. I'll do anything as much as possible. I'm not sure where Born Ready is going there. I mean, is he aiming to hurt Wade? Out, you don't want to take too much from it because Lance Stevenson is a knucklehead. Just look at him. His celebrations after every basket. Act like you've been there before. Put the ball in the basket. Maybe a little acknowledgement. Point to the guy who passed it to you. Or a little clap saying, let's go. Get back on D. But he, he's full of shenanigans. Outbursts. Lethargical player. Doesn't show up every game. As we saw last year in the playoffs. Especially against the Heat. There were games where he didn't show up. He's going for a contract this year, and sometimes he gets way out of control trying to do too much. Lance is a too much player, plays with his emotions on the sleeve, and they often get the best of him. I'm not sure what he was going for there, but it's all good nature. I love the chippiness in basketball as long as it's not dirty. But Wade is known to be a dirty player. I love me some D. Wade as a basketball fan. Been a big fan of his since his rookie year. He beat the Hornets in that first round series, and then... Ironically, lost to the Pacers in six in the second round. That was the Reggie Miller-led Pacers with Jermaine O'Neal, Ron Artest. Man, they had some squads back in the day. They went through a knucklehead period, and we're glad to see them back doing good things. But that's near, neither here nor there. That's off topic. And then, this is what Dwayne Wade said. This isn't in response to Stevenson. This is just what he said at practice. We're not a young team where... Dislikes should get in the way of us winning basketball games. That's when you're younger and you're coming up. That's how Boston had us, where there was a dislike for them, and mentally it got us off our games. We learned from that, and we learned from them. No matter what goes on in the games, the chippiness, the back and forth, that's a part of the game. But you got to keep your head in it and continue to move forward. It's a lot of wordiness there. Wade probably just talking. But I can take out of it this way. KG plays hella mind games. You know he's going to talk it up. It's been, it's not been proven whether the bark is in that bite, but KG, he talks on the court, and that can get you out of your game where you're trying to updo him instead of trying to make the right basketball plays. And what Wade is saying now is the Heat have learned how to do that and continue to stay within their system and win basketball games. And the Pacers... It's not been proven whether they can do it. And then we got my boy UD Haslam. He said, we expect this just to be as competitive. More competitive than last year. More competitive than anything in the regular season. We're talking about two teams that have grown to not really like each other over the last couple of years. I hope we do get to see some chippiness. I love chippiness in basketball. Some good stuff to see. Don't. Just think about this. Haslam didn't play much in the series against Brooklyn because Miami had went with Shane Battier. Birdman, he really didn't play much in that series against Brooklyn. You should see more of them. Maybe even sprinkling a little G.O. Greg Oden. The Godfather. He looks like somebody's Godfather as old as he is. But he's only 25. That's crazy. But, um, should see more Birdman, more Haslam in this series, less Battier. Because he got to throw some things at Roy Hebert. That size advantage is nothing to play with. Nothing to play with at all. And if they can get some, some good minutes out of Greg Oden, just there as the force, 
that big seven foot frame, if they can get five to ten minutes out of him, you never know what he could get. You can get a heck of a lot of rebounds in five to ten minutes. He can he can block shots, keep Indiana out the paint. You don't know what you get from them. It'll be good to see. We have no idea what will happen. Um, tip of the series is Paul George, which Paul George will show up. He's he's a really inconsistent guy. You don't know what Paul George will show up. He got a lot of praise in, in the offseason after his play against Miami. Started off the season very well. Looked like an MVP candidate. Sprinkled off. He's been he's disappeared some in some games during this playoffs. Had a couple bounce back games. Thirty nine, I believe, in the um closeout game against Atlanta, but that's Atlanta. Come on, baby. You gotta do better than that. You can't give me thirty nine and then come out in the next game against Washington on your home floor and lay a goose egg. 15 points shooting under 50 percent come on PG come on man you gotta play better than that you gotta step it up you wanna be a superstar you call yourself the next superstar all-star the last two years got voted in as a starter this year show it prove it to us Indiana's been barking since they lost game seven last year they wanted this um, home court advantage well, you got to prove that to me. You know why you got to prove that to me? They lost game one of their series against Atlanta. They lost another game in that series against Atlanta on their home floor. They lost two games in the series against um, Washington on their home floor. Home court advantage is why they say they lost game seven to the Heat last year. Hell, that might be true, but... Show it to me. Your play at home in the postseason this year has not proven that you are worthy of that home court advantage. Alright. Let's look at this. This is the regular season. Indiana won the first game 90-84 in December. Eight days later, Miami won 94-97. Then Indiana won 84-83 on March 26th. That's when David West... Buried the end of the shot clock three that would eventually give the Heat the game. Boy, he wet that joint. That was like David West with the stroke. And then the Heat blew out the Pacers. The 98-86 score is not indicative of how much the Heat really crushed on the Pacers. And think about this. Dwayne Wade didn't play in that game. He didn't play in the game on March 20. Yeah, he did play in the game on March 26th. I believe that's the game that Lance Stevenson got kicked out of. The thing with these series is you throw this out in the wilderness. You don't know who was playing on the second of a bat to bat, three and four nights, who was healthy, who was who was on minutes restriction, especially Wade. You never know. It's gonna be interesting to see LeBron versus Paul George. Lance Stevenson Versus Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and the others versus Roy Hibbert and David West. Will Ray Allen step up hitting threes? He did a great job against against um, Brooklyn. I was about to call him New Jersey. Still stuck in that New Jersey state, but um, 
Ray Allen didn't play well against Charlotte. Which Ray Allen is going to show up. Doris Cole. You call him Haslam in the points guard's body. He's going to have to play great. Give them about five to eight points a game off the bench. Um, rebounding. The Miami Heat need to do a better job rebounding. They're not a rebounding team. But against the Pacers, they will need to rebound. Pacers are prone for turnovers. Miami needs to capitalize off of those turnovers because the Heat are an open court team. And when they are getting points off turnovers, they are unbeatable. In the point guard play, Mario Chalmers versus George Hill. Chalmers has done pretty well in this postseason. And George Hill has gone games without even taking a shot. Still questions on whether George Hill is the right piece at point guard for the Indiana Pacers. But we'll find that out. Um, we're going to take a quick break. I'll be right back with you. We're back. It's your boy B. You know how we do it. All around the world. <laughs> yeah, I know that song from the Light Mike soundtrack. Bow Wow. This is basketball. I thought this version was better than the Curtis Blow version because Bow was talking about the basketball I grew up seeing. Loved the song as a kid. Loved that song back in the day, but um, let's get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I thought Heat and six. That's my prediction. Going to their fourth straight NBA Finals with a victory on their home floor. I hope the Miami fans show up to the games. I went to two Heat games in March. A lot of empty seats for a team. That's on, on that has the opportunity to go to their fourth straight NBA Finals. I hate the fans. So it's so sad that you got that great of a team. They don't deserve. Bring them to Norfolk site. <laughs> LeBron ain't playing in on Norfolk. He'll, he'll schedule a conference. <laughs> Man, get me out of here. I'd rather go back to Cleveland. He ain't coming to Norfolk. <laughs> but Heat and six. The Pacers. Looks like they may have found their identity again, but they're not better than the Heat. I never thought they were better than the Heat. I'm a big LeBron guy. Ask me about it when, when my team's done, then I'm rooting for LeBron. But this has nothing to do with that. It's neither here nor there. I just think the Pacers don't have enough. Because who they, who they are is who they have been in the last, at the end of the season. They're a very good team, but not a great team. And when Miami is hitting on all cylinders... 
they can't be beat. Unstoppable, who but me? More than likely, you'll see me again. It's a little hole for you, but that's what the Pacers were hoping for, to see the Heat again. So in the last two years, to see if they can capitalize. Only three teams have won three straight years against the same series. Ironically, the last guy to do it was LeBron James Cavaliers against the Washington Wizards from 06 to 09. We'll see what happens here today at 3.30. I'm excited. I know you guys are excited. I can't wait to see it. Miami Heat, Indiana Pacers, Game 1. Banker's Life Fieldhouse. I was about to call it Conseco Fieldhouse. That's the Reggie Miller days. <laughs> but um, let's get into the Western Conference Finals, man. Last two Western Conference champs. You got the old but steady San Antonio Spurs with Timmy and KD, the new MVP. Russ West. My dude, Russell Westbrook, is almost averaging a triple-double in these playoffs. 26, 7, and 8. The boy is getting busy. There's a lot of hate about Russ. Maybe he takes too many shots. Maybe he does too much of this. Maybe he does too much of that. He can wear his emotion on his sleeve. And he takes it personal when somebody scores with him. And instead of getting better on defense, he acts like a jackrabbit. And you know he's coming up the court, pulling up and jacking up a jumper. Explosive can get to the basket on one move, one dribble, and he's at the cup. It's easy for Russell Westbrook. Still trying to adapt to being a point guard, and this is his sixth season in the NBA. Russell Westbrook is a beast, phenomenal player. KD and Russell Westbrook averaging 58 points per game in the postseason. Unstoppable. When one of them is having a bad game, the other one can pick it up. But let's get to this. San Antonio Spurs. Steady old men. Tim Duncan. Been in the league 16 years. 97. 97 98 season, man. That's crazy. Tony Parker. Just turned 31. That guy. Been in the league since 01. Ginobili. He's 35. Been in the league since 03 when they won that championship. David Robinson's last year in the league. And look at these guys, man. 60 wins. Easy. They won 50 games in the lockout late in the season. That was only 66 games. Come on, man. Greg Popovich, coach of the year. What else? Best coach in the league. It's easy. R.C. Buford. The best general manager in the league. How he keeps plugging in guys that fit into pop system and they're eager to play defense, pass the ball, play within the system, not worry about this is my shot, not worrying about not getting a bunch of time because when somebody is hurt, they come right in, fill in, and they don't miss a beat. That's the Spurs for you. That's been the Spurs since I know who the Spurs were. I remember 99 with Avery Johnson, Sean Elliott, a young Tim Duncan, David Robinson still at the very end of his prime. I mean, that's the Spurs. That's been the Spurs. It's been the Spurs for damn near 20 years. That's the Spurs for you. Then you got OKC. Young team, KD 25. Russ Westbrook 25. KD, the new MVP of the league. But they got experience too. This ain't a young team like the Clippers or Golden State. This is a young team that's been there, done that. They've been to the finals. 
They've been battle-tested. They've been through a bunch of injuries. But they got another injury. Ibaka is gone for the year. The Thunder, the Thunder suffered what, what might be a fatal blow to their championship aspirations for the second straight season. Once it was learned that their best interior defender, Serge Ibaka, is out for the rest of the season due to a calf injury. What is this? Deja vu? Last year it was Russ West. He injured his knee, tearing it in the first round against the Rockets on what many call a dirty play by Pat Bev, but I like that play. You gotta play to the whistle. And if you hear if you don't hear the whistle, you keep playing until somebody blows it again. Some nasty luck for OKC. Suffer injuries to their start and players two years in a row. Alright, let's give a little specifics on the calf injury. Because people usually say calf. Man, you suck it up. Suck it up, boy. But he can't suck it up. Let me tell you why he can't suck it up. This is from the sports injury clinic. Tennis leg is a tear of a rupture of plantar, plantaris muscle and possibly the medial head or inside of the gastrocnemius muscle, which is larger of the two calf muscles. The plantaris muscle is a thin muscle in the back of the lower leg, which attaches just above the knee when the outside passes down the back of the calf and inserts on the heel. Its function is to assist the larger calf muscles in plantar flexing the ankle or point in the foot down. The muscle is actually absent in 15% of the population. He got an injury that 15% of the people in the world don't even have that bone in their body. That's some tough luck for OKC. But they gotta, they gotta move on. Steve Adams, you were the 12th overall pick. Show us why, big man. Plug in. Do what you do. Nick Collison. Battle tested. You've been there since the Seattle Supersonics days. You were there before KD. You played with Ray Allen and Rashard Lewis and Luke Rittenauer. Let me sh show what you did when you were a starter, big fella. Show them what you did when you were at Kansas with Roy Williams. Let us see it. Let us see it. Show them why they call you one of the most important players off the Thunder bench. Let's look at the tape of these two teams. Efficiency ratings. The Spurs are 6 on offense, 4th on defense. They're a top 10 team, baby. How many times we got to tell you that? Best record in the league. They're not the oldest team in the league. Surprisingly, the Miami Heat, by far, the oldest team in the league. 32 years of age. The Spurs are not even close to that. It's crazy. When they got Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker. All... Damn near over 30. Alright, well, let's look at this. OKC, 59 and 23. Another great season. 59 wins when Russell Westbrook missed time from Christmas up until March. Because he messed up his knee again. Kevin Durant kept them afloat. 30 straight games of 25 plus. Easy money sniper. He shoots step backs with a sniper's position because you know when he pull up, pulls up, puts the ball up, arcs it, wet. The boy is money. Sniper Jones is what they call me.
the Thunder. They're a top 10 team too, obviously. 7th in offense. 5th in defense. Two of the best defensive teams in the league. I don't care about the offense. The offense is going to come. People like to call the San Antonio Spurs methodical, boring. You don't like basketball. You're telling me you don't like seeing that great ball movement. Getting to the open man. Kicking it to the corner for the open three. Dishing it inside to Duncan where he can do a little bit of a post game. Kick it back out if need be. Turn around. Hit that jumper. And you know he's using the glass, man. Because that's why they call him the big fundamental. That's what Tim Duncan does. That's what he does. That's been Tim Duncan since he got into the lead. That was Tim Duncan at Wake Forest. Fundamentally sound. Not going to blow you away with athletic ability. And that's why he's still the player he was five years ago. Because his great didn't involve jumping out the gym. He's still able to do those same things. Not as efficiently and not on a night-to-night -night basis, but Tim Duncan can still get it done. If you need 30 from him, I guarantee you give you 30, baby. That's what he does. That's what Tim Duncan does. All right, let's see how these guys got here. Spurs beat the Mavericks in seven, and then they beat the Trailblazers in five. That series was not even that close. <laughs> Thunder beat the Grizzlies in seven, then they beat the Clippers in six. Fall out of the Clippers, we all know. We're not even going to get into my boy, old Donnie boy, Mr. Sterl. What an idiot. But, you know, that was weigh weighing heavy on the Clippers' hearts. Probably has something to do with them collapsing. <laughs> to the roof, come on. To the roof. <laughs> Just a little Eminem. You know how it goes. So Alright, let's get to the, the keys to the series. Spurs well-oiled machine. Alright. Kawhi Leonard. He's a flat-out baller. Kawhi Leonard eats, man. Kawhi Leonard is absolutely one of the best small forts in the NBA. <laughs> like Wale said, I'm Kawhi Leonard playing with a bunch of foreigners. That's what he playing with now. Tim Duncan's is from the Virgin Islands. I bet you I ain't know that. He ain't American. Tony Parker, he ain't American. Ooh, who? France, parlez-vous. Mono Ginobili, Argentina. Tiago Splitter, as Stephen A would say. Brazilian wonder. I mean, I can go on. They do a great job. Patty Mills, Australia. Don't you know? I mean, the Spurs do it. When it comes to um, t finding talent, they find talent. That's what they do. R.C. Buford, that's why he's the GM executive of the year, man. I do this. That's what he said. I do this. Extra pass. That's the Spurs. The Spurs death. That's the thing. Averaging 39 points per game off the bench. Kill him. Tony Parker's health is another thing, though. TP hurt his hand, his his calf and hamstring muscle in the game against the Blazers. First half, game five, they were able to keep it going with Patrick Mills, but losing Tony Parker against the Oklahoma City is another thing. Russell Westbrook is going to eat Patty Mills alive. There's no question about that. It'll be fun to see. 
Very fun to see. A healthy Tony Parker. Ooh, Charles Barkley called the best point guard in the league versus Russell Westbrook. That'll be fun. Kobe. Oh. But that'll be excellent basketball from that position. Alright, you gotta force Kevin Durant to shoot jumpers. He's had a couple of games this this playoffs where he shot six of twenty-two, five for sixteen. Where he's getting three point happy coming up the court. As soon as he gets the ball, he's jacking it up. Jack, 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 not looking for the open man. And that's when KD is not getting inside and keeping in front of him. Kawhi Leonard is one of the best defenders on the wing that we have in the NBA. He did a great job of limiting LeBron. You're not going to stop LeBron. But in the finals last year, he limited LeBron. He did a heck of a job doing so. He frustrated LeBron. Made LeBron take a lot more jumpers than LeBron wanted to. But that's the thing. LeBron was evolved six years later after playing the Spurs in the finals the first time. We know what happened the first time. He didn't get anything but layup. No layups at all. LeBron, jumpers, jumper, 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 jumper. And the Spurs swept the Cavaliers. This time LeBron was able to get his revenge. Kevin Durant. What you gonna do, Pop? What you gonna do? Easy money sniper. What do you do? We, we want to see what you can do. We, we want to see you get to the bucket. We want to see you get in the post. We want to see you get it to your teammates. Want to give them go, get it back, open underneath the basket, cut screens, moving without the ball. We want to see it, KD. We want to see it. Not just shooting a bunch of jumpers. Jump shot teams don't win championships, man. You gotta be able to do it all. Do you guys, if 75% of your offense is shooting jumpers, you ain't winning nothing. Not a thing, not a thing. Nothing at all. Thunder gonna need a consistent effort off consistent effort from their bench. Reggie Jackson needs to become the third scorer. They're going to need some help from Karan Butler. Jeremy Lamb is going to get some extended playing time. Maybe even Perry Jones. The third. Steve Adams. They're going to need not scoring from you. Rebounds, block shots. Keeping people out of the paint. Perkins, step it up. You don't do anything at all. Um, that's going to be key for the, for the Thunder. They need a guaranteed third guy that's going to get them some buckets every night. Only averaging 24.9 points off of their bench. That's not going to cut it against the Spurs. 40 points, basically, off the bench. But which Ginobili is going to show up? He's having 13.8 points in the playoffs, but he's only shooting 38%. Which Ginobili will it be? Hopefully not the one from the finals that was that had everybody writing him off, including me. I was writing them all because I thought Ginobili was done. I said it's it's time to it's time to move on, bro. It's time to give it up. These guys want to play in the for their countries every off season, and it's wearing on his body. You could tell. 
But Ginobili had a great season. One of the leading second place guys for six man of the year. I went to Jamal Crawford. I'm not no LeBron, but I'm cool with being Jamal Craw. They reaching for me. I know I'm going to make him fall. That's some Wale again. Jamal Crawford, one of the smoothest two guards in the league. But let's look a look at the tail of the tape. First game against the first game, 88 94 OKC. 100 113 OKC. 105 111 OKC. 106 94 OKC. OKC pretty much handled them during the regular season, as you see. Handle them. Move them, but it's the playoffs. The game slows down. All those jumpers KD was getting. Eh -eh. Lock up. Where the master at? Because it's time to lock you up, baby. It's over. Them easy jumpers. Them stepping to it. Do your little crossover. You know KD is lanky with them long legs. One step. And he moves what regular people doing about four, five steps. And he's getting that separation. And he's pulling up. And you know he got the silky jumper. But Ka Kawhi Leonard's going to be all in his shorts. He's not getting those easy jump shots. And he dang sure ain't getting to the bucket easy. He's going to have to earn it. Kawhi Leonard, lock up. Russell Westbrook, playing under control. That's the key for you. Spurs continue to move the ball. Don't get out of character, which they never do, because if they do, Pop's going to put you on the bench. Sit down next to me. He, he's not above cussing out his star players. Yeah, they got him. Tim Duncan got him four championships. Manu and TP got him three. But sit your ass right next to me. Get it together. That's Popovich. That's Popovich. It's always going to be Popovich. My prediction is Spurs and Six. <laughs> That's Skip Bayless talk there. Spurs and Six. You know you've been saying Spurs and Six since the Spurs were supposed to beat the Heat in Six. And then Jesus! Mr. Shuttlesworth himself, Ray Allen, Walter Ray. Corner three. And it's good! Overtime, LeBron went crazy. Headman went off, became a different animal, same beast. He won back to back. Legacies changed that night. Skip Bayless been saying Spurs and six cents. I'm going to have to agree with him here today, especially without Ibaka. Spurs and six. Spurs and six. I want to thank you guys. This is my first podcast. Positive feedback will be greatly appreciated. This is just the first one. It's not my first time doing radio or online broadcasting. But this is something different. This is me solo. Appreciate the viewers. And thank you.